I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. I'm Ed Byrne, and as my kids get older and the march of time pushes me ever closer to the inevitability of retirement, I've decided I'm in the market for a new hobby. But I seek guidance, so every week I'll be meeting up with one of my celebrity chums, trying out their favourite pastime, and then interrogating them about it to see if it's for me. And just to make sure I fully divorce myself from the decision-making process, I will also be starting and finishing every episode with a chat with my wife Claire, in order to fully examine whether or not said hobby is a good fit. This is Ed Byrne Needs a Hobby. I'm off to talk to Shaka Krishandi today. Do I want to be nice? Yes, who in a way is instrumental in, in why I'm doing the podcast in the first place. It was talking to Shappy at the Galway Comedy Festival about ADHD that then led me to get a diagnosis of my own ADHD, which has since led to me being more focused and deciding to get a hobby that I now have the attention span to focus on. And her thing is upcycling. Oh, good. Well, that's good. You like the you like the sound of that? Yes. I'm a, you know, eco-warrior me. Uh, all for a bit of upcycling and reusing and recycling and up- upcycling is even better. <laughs> upcycling better than recycling. What's this? Great. What, is, what are you going to do? I don't know. Well, she'll she'll break something out. I'm sure. But yeah, it, you know, I mean, it's not a million miles. You know, I have a garage. I've got tools. I I I, I fancy you know a bit of a putter and a and a fiddle. I think it's an excellent thing. Could be fair to say that you already do a bit of upcycling, turning trees into tables. Well, I was thinking more turning tables into other tables. Yeah, I had done that, haven't I? Yeah. My point <laughs> is that I generally am in right. favour of upcycling as long as it's useful. Yeah. There's no point just upcycling something for the upcycling's sake. Fake. Mm-hmm. So go away and paint a wardrobe and then come back and tell me about it. Radio. Jobs are good. I'm Shappy Corsandi and I really enjoy upcycling junk. 
What is this? So this is a doll's house that was literally found in a skip. And one of my friends who knows that I enjoy upcycling, and also she went, oh, you've got a little girl. And my little girl couldn't be less interested. <laughs> but I was, and I, um, I bought it home, and I sanded it down. It was a real mess. And the thing is that I needed to go over it again because I'm a bit slapdash because when I upcycle, it's normally because I'm trying to wind down from something and I'm trying to just chill out. So it's not really about the thing. It's more about... It's more about spending the time on it. Yes. So the end product is not as important to you as the time spent that you put into the product. Yeah, doing something with my hands. I I think I'm almost the opposite there. Mm. I do a bit of woodwork. And I'm not very good at it. In my head, I romantically like the idea of just using like hand planes and hand tools. Yeah. But I always end up going, oh, fuck this. And then just getting like the electric sander out. And, you know. I really want to show you the shelf I made. <laughs> One second. I'm very proud of my shelf. I'll put it up. Yeah. So. That's a handsome shelf. It's a good shelf. I like the bracket. Thank you. So... This shelf and bracket I made from scratch mm-hmm. in a workshop with a teacher. Right, okay. <laughs> is this pine? This is pine, and I just find that I've got lots of books, and my bookshelf was too clunky, so I got rid of it. And I thought, how hard can it be to sort of make your own shelves, your own bits and bobs out of words, just things to just stand upright? So I did a course, and I feel fairly confident that I will... One day, when I'm about 67, sit down and make myself a bookshelf. But this was quite fiddling. Because I was in a class, I was forced to do it properly, Mm. measure it properly. But it's all chiselled down myself, and it took an entire day to do. I noticed that you've got little plugs that you've put in where Mm -hmm. screws have gone in. Yes. Or are they actual dowels, the joints? Yes, that word, dowels. Yeah, Yeah, that's jargon. That's that's plugged. Oh, it's a dowel joint. Ah, right. Yes. So it's not a screw. No, 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 it's not a screw. Oh, it's proper. Yeah, there was a big machine Mm -hmm. and you could slam it down. And it's very exciting to be in an actual woodworking woodshop. And it reminded me of when I was at school and I really wanted to do woodwork GCSE. But the looks I got were like, why would you? Why would you? Because it was a real class divide Mm -hmm. at my school. And if you were like a kid that planned to go to university you didn't do woodwork woodwork. and I needed to do woodwork Mm -hmm. I looking back I needed to do that rather than government and politics frankly Mm. oh failed that yes I I went to an all-boys school and you either did woodwork or art and Mm. there was like nine of us did art and I just felt yeah art that seems more like me and Mm. now I look like I shouldn't I shouldn't have woodwork it's such an exceptional skill and such a necessary skill, but somehow it's sort of seen as not as important as philosophy. But there's a lot of maths goes in. I had to measure stuff. I had to, like, triangle. You've got to know about triangles. You've got to know about triangles. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to decide. You've got a little offset joint there. And yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll paint it. And then um, I actually made that so long ago, it should be up somewhere by now. But I just keep admiring it. I'm, I'm worried about for that for that. For the weight of it, that you've just got these two little screws that are going to... Yeah, fix it to the they're wall, not great. I think when I do fix it to the wall, I'll only put, like, a little pot plant on it. Or drill through there and put Make it. plugs in the wall so that it's fixed on four points. Look at me telling her what to do. Or I might just frame it. I might... <laughs> no, 
it's good. There's nothing. Made a shelf better than I've made a shelf. <laughs> nothing wrong with well-timed mansplaining. <laughs> but back to the doll's house. Yes. So when you said it was, it was a friend of yours found this in a skip. Yes. Do you get a lot of that? Do you get a lot of people? Just coming to your house with rubbish going, I found this in a skip. Right. I've been dumpster diving on your behalf. That, right. That's very astute of you to point that out because what did start happening was people would give me their shit. So I'm quite quiet about it now because I, I don't want to upcycle someone's toddler's old plastic car that's been left out in the rain for seven years. Uh, Well, people think I can. It's like I'm not steptoe in sun. (laughs) I just enjoy sanding stuff down in my free time. But upstairs, I've got something that I just love. It's an old Art Deco dressing table Mm -hmm. that my friend's mum, my neighbour opposite's mum, rescued when she was in her teens and kept it in her house and it had like this formica it was it would have been a beautiful it was a beautiful walnut thing but they put like black formica on the top formica around the side and then it was at my friend Hallie's for years and I saw it and I fell in love with it and she was like we can't bear to throw it out it's just been in our family just sitting in corners and if you use it have it so we lugged it over and it's been through several incarnations at first I took the formica off and then I put some really fancy wallpaper on it but then it didn't really work in my room because my room's very dark and so my dogs are chewing on you, my you, floorboards so she doesn't like me indulging <gasps> in that kind of stuff Taylor why why do you do this yeah so when I finished my book I immediately got a pot of pink Annie Sloan paint okay And I just painted stuff in my bedroom pink. And I went at the old Art Deco dressing table with the pink paint. And also little things like, so this I got from John Lewis. Side table, what do you call it? Sideboard? A butcher's table, sideboard, yeah. And I I just got my own handles for it. Simple as that. Just simple as that. It can be as simple as that. Because it's just, it just makes things yours, doesn't it? It makes Mm. things a bit more... um, like personalizes it. I was gonna say a bit different, which is a bit mm. of a basic bitch thing to say. It's a bit different, isn't it? I like it, it's different. It is what it is. It is what it is. Oh <laughs> I'm so basic bitch. Yeah. Live life love. <laughs> Can I show you my art deco thing? Yes, I'd love to. So this is another desk that I have I've got. Also now hot pink. Yes. This would have been an old... Is that another old school desk? This is an old school desk. And those are my wardrobes that I've just put a vinyl on and painted pink that at the top. Like sort of autumn jungle colours. Yeah, I went a bit mad with patterns in this room, actually, and I forgot to put the handles back on those. But this desk, right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, I've got a new handle and I've painted it pink. But it's practical. I, all my things are in it, everything. And it's got this secret thing here... It's very exciting. I get too excited about this. And look, you can keep all your secret things there and burglars will never know, but they might now. It's so heavy and it's walnut wood and it's so, so old. And this makes me happy. But yeah, it's good. And and is this a drawer drawer here, is it? Yeah, but that's just... I don't want to pull it open in case there's anything. I don't know what's in there. 
So I just bought Stuff. that, and it just happens to fit under there. Oh, I see. It's not even actually a part of it. No. It looks like it is. I know. It's you because... Haven't, you haven't attached it, no? No, it's because that gold... Now that I've painted it pink, it pops out. It's really cool. Very happy about that. And this um, bag thing, um, I that was just a piece of wood I dragged home from the park. That you've now put on a sort of a stand, a bit like a Christmas tree stand. Yeah. And I just and now you've jet sprayed it. it. Well, that looks great. That's lovely. It was a handbag solution. Yeah. I didn't have anywhere to put my handbags, and they were just in my way. Well, that's very... That, that looks like you bought it. Well, that's, I kept... Which I think that's the best compliment I can give a homemade thing. Do you know what, Ed? It, that was one of those things where I kept looking online, like um, hat stand, handbag stand, and they were so expensive. And I was like, that's literally a plank of wood. Yeah. I'll go to the park and mm-hmm. find a piece of dead wood. Yeah. And I did, and rehomed all the wood louse in it. Um, couple have remained, I think. <laughs> There's one family in there still. <laughs> um, yeah, I keep coming back to the... Um, doll's house. The, the doll's house, which I feel is anchoring the conversation. Yeah. In a way that two people with ADHD really need <laughs> that conversation to anchor. So it was brought to you... Yes. ...by somebody who, who did find it literally in a literally skip? Literally in a skip, yeah. And uh, how long ago? About, well, about five years ago... I painted it and then I, it sat in my house and then I gave it to a friend. Her daughter outgrew playing with it and then she gave it back to me. Just to describe so it, it's about three feet wide and two feet high. It's or pretty four big. Four feet wide and three feet high. And the, the roof opens up. It's big. It's got a, obviously it's what you actually call a converted attic. There's, there's enough to do in my own house. And now I find that this has gone beyond an upcycling project but a bit of a burden. Right. Okay. Because I did give it away, but it boomeranged back to me. And I thought I'd give it some more love. But now I think I need to find another home for it. But I don't want to give it away in this state. You do need to sand down. I need to sand down the paint. I need to fix the door. I need to put a runner up the stairs because they're a a hazard right now. Like someone could slip down those stairs and hurt themselves. And the furniture that's in here. Was bought, that, was that, that wasn't in it when it was No, in that's shape, a right? job lot from eBay. Right, you just bought a load of doll's house furniture. Yeah, and I particularly wanted um, sort of you, Victorian furniture. Have you upcycled any of the Victorian furniture that arrived? No, but I was thinking no. of getting the chairs and, and colouring them pink and just making them a bit... I'm obsessed Less with this here. Annie Sloan pink... And I want to get these miniature books. And I've got this plywood and I'm going to make um, beds because it's got no beds. And I've got my creepy Edwardian lady. So she's got nowhere to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make her a bed. And I need some curtains that my one of my neighbours, Sophie, a few doors down, she is a sewer seamstress. So, seamstress? Yes. Yeah, I sure, I mean her. Although it sounds very gender-specific, seamstress. Seamstress, yes. I'm sure there's another a seamer. More, more gender-neutral term for somebody who sews things. Seam tailor. <laughs> she, she, she makes wedding dresses. Dressmaker. Dressmaker. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I bought a sewing machine and she's going to teach me how to use it and I'm going to make curtains. I don't know what I'm doing really, Ed. I think it's a cry for help. Okay, so I'm curious about this. So sewing machines. Yeah. My mother, big knitter, used to knit all the time and occasionally she did it professionally back in the day. But she used to have a knitting machine. Right. And she got rid of it. Because when she used the machine, it was work. When right. she was knitting with her hands, it yeah. was a pastime. 
What are you like with that? Because I think a sewing machine, once you bring a sewing machine into things, then it, it, then next thing you know, you're in a sweatshop. Yeah, and people are giving me their, their laundry to do yeah. for a farthing. Yeah. I will tell you that I've had my sewing machine for a year and I haven't taken it out of the box yet. Right. I just sometimes, though, I just think... you need somebody to sit down and teach you how to yes. use it properly, otherwise you're going to... Yes, because I got another one and then the... Yes, there is part of me with this upcycling is kind of a fantasy of being someone that I'm not really. Do you see yourself, do you, would you like to be the guy in Toy Story 2 that yeah. fixes Woody's arm? That's I always it, think yeah. he's the ultimate yeah. handyman, you know, just the, yeah. the, the little box full of tiny little drawers of everything in its right yeah. place and the glasses that... Just... Yeah, so I have, it's not with me, it's at my parents' house because my dad's so attached to it. I have this panda teddy bear that they were very popular in the 80s. It's full of beads. And my dad bought it for me in 1978. And this panda was called Felfeli, means pepper. And my dad used to put on these shows. And this Felfeli had a character. He was real. Mm-hmm. And for hours and hours of my childhood, my dad would... Would, would do this show and even when we were driving the car he'd just do the voice mm-hmm. and he just got more and more decrepit and in the end my dad just kept him in this weird sort of coffin and I got him and I just looked on YouTube and I upcycled him and I um, and they use all the terms like completely re um, a skin graft so I mm-hmm. ordered ordered the right fur yeah. online I got plastic uh, paint for his plastic face. I redid his um, freckles. I redid his nose. I redid his panda eyes. I completely made his ears from new. Uh, he's as good as new. I even put in eyelashes. And when um, did you do this? How long ago was this? I did this about five months ago. No, so this wasn't something that set you on a path? N- oh, no, no. I've always yeah. picked things up. But but upcycling Felfeli and giving him back to my dad who is now 80, like my dad cried. Mm. It was very emotional because I think to my dad, because he was away a lot in our childhood, he yeah. was, you know, he was, his life was very chaotic and Felfeli represented what he could do as a dad, right. yeah. which would be entertain us. Yeah. yeah, that was when he really made us laugh and that was like the most precious time. So for him, it's like a symbol of like what he did as a dad. And so when I took Felfeli round to show him, he didn't let me... Like he lives at their house, basically. Okay. Oh, no, you, 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 were, you didn't mean to give it back to your dad. No, I went you to show him. Really show him. Yeah. And then it just ended up staying. He needs it more than me. I've got the dogs. Well, that's got to be one where actually the end result was more important than the time spent on the project. Then, surely. Absolutely, because it's it's upkeeping something that's precious to you. Like we keep our memories in boxes that are just a bit cluttered and so this doll's house I think it's done its job for me because no one's going to play with it Mm -hmm. so my job now is to make it so that it's a really nice gift and not a project for someone else so say for instance as I say you need to sand down yes paint drips here yes when you do that are you going to just take some sandpaper in your hand and sand it with that or are you going do you have a device do you have an orbital sander 
do you use a drill with just a sanding bit on it? Maybe. Do you have a Dremel? Do you have a Dremel? I haven't got a Dremel, but I said I want to get a Dremel. You want to get a Dremel. Because um, I put it on my um, neighbourhood WhatsApp saying... Um, I'm getting a Dremel, like, I've. where do I start even buying one? And my neighbour next door said, Shappy, you finally coming over to the other side? <laughs> Which made me laugh. There's a line, and it's the, between Dremel owners and non-Dremel owners. Yeah. You have people who buy stuff, or have other people make stuff for them. Right. Or they make their own. And it's, it's the ownership of a Dremel very much represents that crossing of the Rubicon. For people listening, a Dremel is a handheld multi-tool. That's it's basically, it. It, 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 the body of it looks like a like a like an electric razor, but it's basically a spinning tool that can be used as, as a small drill, yes. a sander, a tiny little uh, circular saw. You can get different points and ends for, for holding yeah. out plastic wood, fiberglass, anything like that. So if you have if you have one of those, you take your DIY and you're upcycling very seriously. So I asked for one for my birthday because my parents are always like, "Oh, what should we get her?" And I said, "I want these," and I gave them the link. They didn't get it for me, which I thought was really interesting. And this year for my birthday, they were like, "What does she want?" And I put up this thing of a beautiful painting of a butterfly, um, and they've bought it for me. <laughs> So they bought me a painting of a butterfly. But they thought, I don't know if they thought I was joking or if they thought, oh, she'll just, she'll only hurt herself. Um, <laughs> so. So would you, will you sand it by hand? I won't. I've got, I've got an electric sander. Right. That looks like a little iron. Yeah. And I. Like a, like a Black and Decker mouse? Yes. No? A mouse those? thing. Yeah. A mouse. Yeah. yeah. I do that. And. They are very fun. And, and I, do you do this carefully? Do you do it outside and do you do it wearing a face mask? No. Or are you really bad at I that? do it in my tiny bedroom and I give myself... I gave... all that paint dust. I think I gave myself paint poisoning <laughs> when, I, when I did my Art Deco thing. Oh, flipping heck. Um, you know, so it's, much to worry no, about. No, I'm aware of it sometimes. I'll be in the workshop and I'll say, I really should. And I'll, I'll just gonna, we'll have a tickly cough for a few days and I'll go, that's... Got a lot of dust in my lungs there that I shouldn't have. In so lungs. you've got a proper workshop. I've got a workshop, right, yeah. And I really use it to make stuff for the workshop. Like I spend hours in there, <laughs> days, and I go out with nothing. <laughs> I've made another cupboard for the workshop. So what? what is it that it gives you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, because a lot of the time, and this is what I want to ask you as well, I, I find, I, so I do sometimes find myself going, why am I doing this? Because it gives me no peace. It gives me no serenity. It's generally just annoying me because it's, I, I spend ages on something and it's not right. Or I'm doing one thing and I didn't put the other one away properly, <laughs> so I'm knocking stuff over to get the, you know, I've got a, the table's all just full of stuff and I'm moving things to try and make room and I'm getting in my own way and this is plugged in too far away and unplugged. And I'm generally just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know is the answer to that question. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. You seem like someone who finds great peace in, in the time spent focusing on on your work I do so I absolutely know it's a stress release for me mm. and you know, I have ADHD and it gives me a sort of a mindless adventure mm-hmm. of just doing something physical being in my own head you know listening to music listening to a good podcast mm-hmm. and it's um some time that I'm physically doing something I find it extremely difficult to sit down and watch tv and I live um, I'm the only adult in my house I live with my two children so I never just sit down and watch telly because I don't find that enjoyable on my own um because I I fidget I can't sit down for five minutes weirdly I can when I read Mm -hmm. but not watching telly because I think reading you're holding a book I find it easier to focus on a tv program if there are other people there watching yeah because I feel like I better I have to follow this because the other person might ask me something about it I mean certainly if it's the kids they'll they'll, they'll need sometimes they'll need something explained yeah if we're watching the mandalorian yeah I like watching telly with my kids yeah I find it hard to focus often if I'm watching a tv show alone but do you ever when you're doing something like you know you're you're upcycling you're repairing do you ever find yourself going right i'll just i'll just do this one panel and then i'll go to bed and then you find oh my god it's the next day yeah absolutely so you'll see in my kitchen that i've half painted it (laughs) and last night it was insane I thought, I'll just do that wall so I can get that dry and I can put my coat hook back up. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's like 10 o'clock. I'll just, it won't take me, take me five minutes to do this, but it actually takes an hour. And that's, my concept of time is really bad. I think, oh, well, this kitchen, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do this in a night. And then at sort of one o'clock in the morning, I'm swearing at inanimate objects. I'm just, I I think that the paint pots are out to get me. I'm tired. And in the morning, I'm just grumpy because I've not slept. I've still got paint in my hair. The dog's got paint on her fur. And, you know, my kitchen's a mess. It's Mm. fine. You know, how much time do you get to devote to this hobby? And how much time does this hobby demand, I guess, is more the question. So to make this beautiful, this doll's house, I would take off the stick-on roof and get actual tiles and put them on. And it would take a lot of time. 
And what I find, what I found was when I was um, writing my book, it was just taking forever. And it's not because it's a great work of literature. Because you're a terrible procrastinator. Really terrible procrastinator. And I will just, it doesn't feel like it's wasted time. Like if I was watching, you know, if I was, I've got a Pac-Man game. If I was playing Pac-Man for three hours, I'd be like, oh God. Or like looking at Twitter or YouTube or whatever. But this feels like um, it's, it's time well spent. Well, you've got something to show for it at the end. My publisher would beg, beg to differ. <laughs> Another thing that was found in a skip. So I used to live on this estate. People used to dump stuff in the middle of the estate. And mm-hmm. so that's where the doll's house came from. And that's where several of those old, I don't know if you had these at school, the, the, the flip-flop desks yeah, yeah. with the chewing gum underneath. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and, a, and a thing that you would have held an ink pot. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the thing that you so... I had one of them. I've got several of them. And I had one that was just left in the corner of my room, uh, of of this house, and I never did anything with it. It was just on my mind to upcycle. Then I had an au pair who was from India, and she came down the stairs one day and she had a call that her her sister had passed away. And I immediately uh, bought her a ticket home, and she went upstairs and started packing. And I was just waiting for her to take her to the airport. And in the time that she was packing, I got paint and I painted my desk. And my boyfriend at the time said, that was a weird thing to do, Shap. Somebody has just lost a relative and they're packing to get on the plane and you decided to paint a desk at that very moment in time. And I thought, well, I was shocked I was upset, but it wasn't appropriate for me to fall apart. Because it wasn't your relative. Yeah, right? And so I was trying to be practical. So what I could do was buy a plane ticket and drive her to the airport immediately. And in that time, I simply couldn't sit still. I didn't know what to do with myself. It was it was like just shock and upset coursing through me and... Mm. Painting. Coping oh, that's what I did. And you know what? She didn't bat an eyelash because she doesn't care. She's, you know, well, and... I think it might have demonstrated how upset you were. You go, oh my God, I'm so upset. I'm going to have to paint a desk, otherwise I'm going to fall apart. Well, when she came back, we did have a giggle about it, you know, because we did talk about it. And, but I feel that physically making something old, kind of refreshed makes me able to sort of hang on, you know? Is it deeper than this? Is it, are, we, are we scratching, are we, are we getting somewhere? Are we, are we going, getting closer to the note of something here? Are we doing work here? I don't... <laughs> are we doing work? Um, the fact that you mentioned that and, the, and your, your, your proximity to death, the death of somebody else, of a friend's relative, yeah. made you want to do this, made you want to take something old and make it new... Is it, is it actually all about trying to impose control on, on, on entropy, yeah. trying to prevent a decaying universe from decaying and rejuvenating it all? And so maybe by doing that, you could stave off the cold hand of death. It's hope. It is. Hope, I think. It's hope. It's, it's carrying on. It's physically being productive because when you are shocked and when you're upset and when like when 
another time this happened was when my part, uh, my ex-husband and I broke up. I started painting everything and fixing everything because fixing everything. it's fixing what you could fix. Yeah, keeping it in in keeping yourself in a moment, keeping yourself functioning. Mm. It's how I cope with mm. sadness, I think, as well. Well, I mean, you could always pat yourself on the back there when something's not... If you find a project and you never finish it, you can just go, oh, I'm clearly very happy. Well, you, you know what? The thing is, like, this this means nothing to me. Like, no, physically time. it means nothing to me, but the time I spend on it, the time I've spent on it, I've done for a reason. Right, yeah, yeah. And it um, just gives me time to breathe because i'm not i'm such a high energy sort of person and i'm always like feeling like i'm on this like i'm bubbling over and i don't process my thoughts or my emotions or i don't think too much about decisions i have to make Mm -hmm. or the consequences of decisions i have to make and so when i'm in a moment building something painting something sanding something it helps me to figure a lot of stuff out do you, do you always hope you're going to have one of those moments like they have in TV dramas where the problem you're solving that has nothing to do with the main A-story problem suddenly sheds... The B-story problem sheds light on the A-story problem. Yeah. So it always happens in good scripts. Are you hoping that that, that will just happen? To just finding a way to attach the knocker correctly to yeah. the front of the door? It always goes, oh. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it is... Definitely, without bringing too much of my life in your face, it is definitely a way that is different to how I used to be when I didn't understand that I need to indulge myself in this stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as a child, I did it naturally. As a kid, I was always picking up my dolls and making clothes for them, or uh, my parents were really relaxed about um, the state of the house. So they were fine with me pulling out this ugly built-in wardrobe that I had or ripping up the carpets and, and sorting out my floorboards. Right. And this is all when I was like 13. Yeah. And I used to, you know, graffiti on my bedroom wall and my friends used to do that. And I did that all, just touching things that belong to you and making them different. It just makes okay. you feel um, some kind of control, I guess, as did well. You all your doll's hair? I cut all my doll's hair. I... And the things I made were shit. This is the yeah, thing. I have, are. yeah, I have yeah. no skills. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm going, this is what I've made. I'm really bad at crafting. Well, shying away for a moment from the deeper psychological reasons. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever find yourself, I, I get this a little bit, do you ever find yourself without things you should have because you keep going, you know, like you'll see a nice thing in Ikea or Habitat or some <laughs> such and you go, oh, do you know what? I reckon I could. I reckon I could turn. I reckon I got a thing that I could turn into that. And so then you end up with no kitchen table or no drawers for the kids' bedrooms or something like that. Does that ever happen to you? I have books all over my house on the floor. I that's my bookshelf thing. I always look at bookshelves and I always think they look really ugly. And I think I can make something beautiful. What I'll do and I'll go online and I'll see people with their old chests of drawers that they've 
they've put on brackets and that's their bookshelf. I will never do it. Mm-hmm. My books will now live on my floor. They're piled up all over the house. They'll be like that until I die. And then someone on Twitter went, why don't you make a Christmas tree like I did? As if I will ever make a tree, as if I'll get my shit together to ever make a Christmas tree. Because that, a, a book Christmas tree, that takes design skill mm-hmm. and that takes a mathematical eye which I don't have. And like I say, like my, the stuff that I make, it's, you know, a child could have made it, Mm. but it's not about the finished product for me. It's about the, the sort of, I don't know, whatever it is. You also make something that, you know, when you then talked up all of the stuff you bought and the the time you put into it, that you really have made a terrible financial loss. (laughs) (laughs) My financial loss is the stuff that I buy thinking I will upcycle that one day. Yeah. And then after years, one of my neighbours will send a thing on the WhatsApp that I'm going to the tip. Does anyone have anything? And another neighbour of mine who knows me well will message me privately and go, Shap. No, <laughs> she went, I just saw that message. Why don't you give all that junk in your shed to her to take to the tip? And like they, in, in a very caring way, <laughs> come on, Shappy, let's let go of this weird table that you bought from, from a car boot sale saying that you'll make it into a work of art. What about YouTube then? Do you, I think you mentioned YouTube before. That yeah. You spend a long time sitting watching videos of people doing things and going, oh, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, it's the very thing. I have done. With with the doll upcycling, my old teddy bear, I did look on YouTube because it was really important that I made him properly. That was specifically instructional for that yes. job. Absolutely. If you also spent time for that's fun. not very constructive looking at things that you think you might do and then don't. I do. I my main thing is looking at people making exciting bookshelves. It's all about the bookshelves. I just like for example, I've got this doorway over there and I think I could just get some wood and I can make that doorway because it's a bedroom that has two needlessly has two doors. I can make that into a bookshelf. And my whole family are like, you know, you will never do that. Just get a normal bookshelf. And I refuse to. I'm being really stubborn. And and so there is no bookshelf. I have no bookshelf. There isn't even a temporary bookshelf. No. You make the bookshelf. Just piles of books. Yeah. We're starting a similar chapter. I I honestly think that, uh, you know, if you've got your certain sort of brain type, you you know, you just can't think in a linear way. (laughs) And so, you know, it's, I read Billy Connolly's autobiography and I loved the way he talked about the room that he works in and writes in. The way he described it, so my dad's a writer, Hmm. sounds exactly like my dad's room. My dad's like me. He collects stuff, always thinks he's going to do something with it, never does. He's got the strangest shit in his room, like some mad puppet dangling off the ceiling in some old antique that he insists is an antique refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Whatever. And um, and Billy Connolly said in his book about when you go into people's houses sometimes and everything is so perfect and everything is so ordered and it just looks too rehearsed. Mm-hmm. Their life looks too rehearsed. And I, Staged. Yeah. yeah, and I thought, oh, good. That makes me feel better about my shit <laughs> that <laughs> I let clutter up my house. I don't think your house seems particularly cluttered, you know. I found out recently, very recently, that people tidy up when they have visitors. I genuinely didn't realise this. I, <laughs> I, did, I thought 
that everyone else had really tidy houses but me. Um, it's like the Queen thinking that everywhere smells of fresh paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the world's... Yeah. The world smells of fresh carpet. Yeah. And it just didn't occur to me that... Um, it never occurs to me to tidy up. So thank you for saying that. That makes me feel... Okay, I, ha- I have two very tidy children that look after me. Okay. But in that, in that, in that way, we are not similar at all. No. <laughs> Well, Shabby, give us, just sell me on it then. I mean, I'm already, you know, I already tinker a bit. I already like the, I tend to make things from scratch as opposed to, you know, upcycling existing things. But sell me on the idea of upcycling as a hobby. Well, just like with dogs, adopt, don't shop. Although I've shopped both of my dogs. That's a terrible (laughs) example. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I think that it's a really good hobby, particularly if you have quite a chaotic mind and you find it quite hard to sit still, there's loads of junk out there in the world that in the right hands will be treasure. And there are so many things that you can get, spray-on paints, um, gold paints, just jazzy knobs. Get some jazzy knobs in your life (laughs) and make something that looks shabby look pretty and you'll just feel that you've done something really constructive in your day. Even, even, if even if you haven't, <laughs> you know, I, I, I spend so much time mucking around with sandpaper and stuff that I am not getting on with the work that I'm paid for. I think eventually I'll just lose my house and I'll have a smaller space and therefore less clutter. Mm-hmm. So it might kind of work Good out. Logic, yeah. Just as long as whatever smaller space you move into, make sure it's well ventilated and you wear a yes. mask when you sand things. Well, now that we've established that I'm mad, (laughs) it's been lovely to talk to you. I hope I've convinced you to upcycle because we buy so much um, disposable crap. Like at Christmas time, my children and I, we have this stupid joke where we're not getting any landfill. We don't do landfill, right? And then we'll go into shops when we're out and then, you know, my daughter will pick up something and then she'll look at me and for a second she'll think, She'll ask mommy if I can have it. And then she'll go, landfill. That's it. Well done. Put it back. So I think we should minimise landfill and give love to the things that are already in existence. Make the old new again. I'm back. Excellent. How was it? It was good. It was very fun. It was nice to see her. I think... If I was to get into the upcycling in the way that Chappie is, Chappie does things like she's making, you know, dolls' houses and, you know, revamping shelves and things like that. Furniture type. Yeah. Right, okay. I think it would drive you mad because the house would be full of things I was going to get to. <laughs> it doesn't seem to sit well with a person with ADHD. No. It's about putting things off. We were both, and even even talking about it, the conversation took many turns and were very difficult to keep on the rails because we were both at it but no i could see myself much as she seems to be doing starting something leaving it there on the kitchen table and getting back to it never that would be fine for you to do that as long as you did it in your shed mm-hmm. you can't have half pro- half done projects all over the house i think if shappy just lives with her kids she's able to do it uh, she doesn't have like a partner going this is in the way now. Whereas if it was me and you, I think you'd say, 
this is in the way now. <laughs> well, I would for a bit, and then I'd just launch it. So I'd put yeah. it in the shed. I still, I like the idea of you, although of you reusing stuff, so I was mm. going to say, but it comes a point where you have to know, presumably, what you're going to reuse something for. Because particularly for a person like you, you'd look at something and go, oh, that might have been handy one mm. day. And then there'd be piles of basically shite. Mm everywhere yes i could see that and shabby was even saying that people know that she does this sort of stuff so sometimes people will just start giving her things and going here maybe you could turn this into something and if people started doing that to me i would totally go yeah and i'm sure i will and then i would not no you wouldn't okay this is a terrible hobby you can't do but what she also did that i think i would have to do she did a course she did which she did a couple of classes like she showed me a, just an example of a joint put together, but properly and neatly. And I think that's something, rather than just learning from YouTube and the books, as I've been trying to do, and then bodging things together, I think, uh, I think the idea of going somewhere and learning how to, how, how to make things would be a better... I refer mm-hmm. you to my opinion about a hobby having to improve you. improve you, or at least you learn something from your hobby. I think it's a brilliant hobby. Would it be a good hobby for Ed Byrne? Yes, if we lived in a castle and a third of half the castle could be dedicated to you and your piles of shite and it didn't affect What if I upcycled this house into a castle? Perfect, go ahead. But you've got to do it within a week. <laughs> and if you start it and don't finish it... We'll break up. <laughs> you know, I might just leave. <laughs> Ed Byrne Needs a Hobby was presented by me, Ed Byrne. Obviously. The music was by Clementine Arnold, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.